You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. AT&T experiences a major outage. The Lockbit takedown continues. An updated doppelganger is spreading misinformation. A roundup of critical infrastructure initiatives. Toshiba and Orange make a quantum leap. An iCare provider hack comes into focus. A phony iPhone repair scheme leads to convictions. In our Learning Layers segment, Sam Meisenberg shares the latest learning science research. And we're shocked, shocked to discover that phone chargers can be used to attack our devices. It's Thursday, February 2nd, 2024. I'm Dave Bittner, and this is your CyberWire Intel Briefing. for joining us here today. It is great to have you with us. AT&T experienced a significant network outage affecting cellular and internet services nationwide. The outage impacted major cities, including Houston, Chicago, Dallas, Los Angeles, and Atlanta. While Verizon and T-Mobile customers also faced issues, these were primarily when attempting to connect with AT&T users, with relatively minor outages reported for both. The cause of the disruption remains unknown. AT&T acknowledged the problem, advising customers to use Wi-Fi calling and working to restore service. Verizon clarified their network was not directly impacted and that it only affected their customers when reaching out to AT&T. By midday Thursday, most of the network seems to be back to normal. The U.S. is offering up to $15 million in rewards for information on the LockBit ransomware operation Cybercriminals. This comes despite law enforcement, including the U.K.'s National Crime Agency, already disrupting the group by seizing its domains and servers. LockBit's seized domains now redirect to a site mimicking LockBit's, but display law enforcement messages, including details on the ransomware's activities, rewards, and sanctions against its affiliates. The NCA has listed nearly 200 LockBit affiliates' usernames, signaling a direct challenge to the group. Additionally, servers tied to LockBit's SteelBit data exfiltration tool have been destroyed, 
and over 14,000 accounts linked to the operation's infrastructure have been shut down. Authorities claim access to key infrastructure has been obtained, potentially aiding victim recovery, with 1,000 decryption keys already recovered. Trend Micro reports that before the takedown, LockBit was developing a new version of its malware, dubbed LockBit NG Dev, potentially marking a significant evolution in its capabilities. Meanwhile, Ukrainian police arrested a father-son duo linked to the LockBit cybercrime gang, implicating the two in a series of ransomware attacks targeting enterprises and institutions in France. Despite the crackdown, LockBit administrators remain defiant, denying the effectiveness of law enforcement actions and claiming wrongful arrests. Clear Sky Cybersecurity and Sentinel Labs have identified a resurgence of the Russian information warfare campaign Doppelganger, linked to the cyber espionage group ABT28, Fancy Bear. Initially exposed by Meta and further analyzed by Recorded Future, Doppelganger involves disseminating false information through numerous fake websites and social media channels. The new wave, Doppelganger NG, utilizes updated infrastructure and expands its target list to include the U.S., Germany, Israel, and France, operating over 150 domains. This campaign demonstrates significant investment, suggesting state-level backing, and aims to influence international perceptions and political discourse, aligning with Russia's hybrid warfare strategy. The campaign's success relies on building credibility over time, making engineered messages more difficult to detect and influential on public actions and societal norms. In response to an executive order by President Joe Biden to combat maritime cyber threats, the U.S. Coast Guard issued a directive targeting cyber risk management for ship-to-shore cranes, especially those from China. This directive, part of the Maritime Security Framework, aims to bolster cybersecurity across critical port infrastructures by mandating specific risk management steps for the operators of these cranes, highlighting the predominant use of Chinese-manufactured STS cranes in U.S. ports. The directive underscores the potential for these cranes to be exploited, thereby jeopardizing critical maritime infrastructure. To address these risks, the directive advises immediate engagement with local Coast Guard authorities for guidance, reflecting a broader government strategy to enhance maritime cybersecurity resilience and protect the national transportation system from cyber threats. CISA, the EPA, and the FBI have released a collaborative fact sheet aimed at bolstering the cybersecurity of water and wastewater systems. This guidance addresses the increased cyber threats to WWS, offering actionable steps to mitigate risks and enhance system security. Key recommendations include reducing public Internet exposure of WWS infrastructure, conducting regular cybersecurity assessments, changing default passwords, cataloging OT and IT assets, developing cybersecurity incident response and recovery plans, implementing regular backups, mitigating known vulnerabilities, and conducting cybersecurity awareness training. The Electricity Information Sharing and Analysis Center, the EISAC, released its 2023 end-of-year report reflecting on the Electric Reliability Organization's effective response to a year marked by unprecedented cyber vulnerabilities in the electricity sector. These included malware, ransomware, supply chain exploits, and more. 
The report showcases EISAC's achievements in enhancing information sharing among its U.S. and Canadian government partners and members and outlines its strategic plans for 2024. It highlights the identification of malicious traffic, monitoring of extremist threats to electricity assets, and prioritization of critical threats for comprehensive analysis. The report emphasizes EISAC's commitment to improving physical and cybersecurity practices within the industry, including the introduction of new programs and workshops focused on real-world events and security best practices. Toshiba and digital service provider Orange have successfully conducted experiments on quantum-safe networking, showing that quantum key distribution can coexist with conventional data signals over existing fiber-optic networks. They demonstrated a 400 gigabit per second quantum-secure data transmission with QKD encryption over a 184-kilometer fiber link, indicating that current networks can be protected against quantum computer threats. The tests confirmed that QKD-secured signals can share the same fiber network with classical data transmissions, offering a cost-effective and rapid deployment method without needing dedicated fibers for QKD. Further evaluations emulated typical metro-based fiber network architectures using Toshiba's commercial QKD systems for quantum-secure encrypted data transmission. This collaboration marks a significant step towards integrating quantum key distribution into existing network infrastructures, enhancing security against potential quantum threats. American Vision Partners has notified nearly 2.4 million patients of a November hacking incident that compromised sensitive data. The firm provides administrative services to about a dozen ophthalmology practices in several states. The breach involved unauthorized server access, potentially exposing patient information, including names, contact details, birth dates, medical records, social security numbers, and insurance details. In response, the company has isolated the affected system, engaged cybersecurity firms, notified law enforcement, and taken steps to secure its IT infrastructure. Affected individuals are advised to monitor their credit reports and have been offered two years of free identity and credit monitoring. Two Chinese nationals, Ho Shan Sun and Peng Fui Zhu, were convicted of mail fraud and conspiracy for attempting to defraud Apple by sending thousands of counterfeit iPhones to the company for repair, aiming to receive genuine replacements. Operating between May 2017 and September 2019, they, along with accomplices, shipped fake iPhones from Hong Kong to the U.S., then submitted them for repairs or replacements under Apple's warranty program. The scheme involved over 5,000 counterfeit devices, with genuine replacements sent back to Hong Kong for sale. The fraud was uncovered after Sun used his identification to open several mailboxes for receiving the counterfeit phones. They were arrested in December 2019. Sentencing will take place on June 21st, with each facing a maximum penalty of 20 years. Coming up after the break, Sam Meisenberg shares the latest learning science research. Stay with us.
Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. In our latest Learning Layer segment, my N2K colleague Sam Meisenberg shares the latest learning science research. Here's Sam. I'm going to do my best Dave Bittner impression. Not like an actual impersonation, (laughs) I could never, but I'm going to share some news. On Learning Layer, we usually don't do news recaps, but this news is worth sharing. The news is that there's new research out about assessments and their impacts on learning. I read the academic research, so you didn't have to, and there's so many interesting nuggets and takeaways, but I want to share just two things with you that might be relevant. So today on Learning Layer, we're going to talk about that research and what it means for you. Like I said, two takeaways. Number one, pre-testing. Do it. Pre-testing means quizzing yourself about material that you haven't yet learned. So say you want to learn about dinosaurs. Well, step one in the learning journey would be to take a quiz about dinosaurs. According to the research, pre-testing improves long-term performance and retention even if you're not able to answer any of the pre-test questions correctly. Even more fascinating is that there's research that shows pre-testing can also lead to, quote, a reduction in mind-wandering, which basically means increased focus during later lessons about the material that was covered in the pre-test. This is probably because you're more likely to be invested in the material if you didn't know it up front, and that pre-test sort of creates a tangible purpose or need to learn it. 
So the big takeaway is that if you want to learn something new, take a cold diagnostic assessment. That's step one. Not only will this help get a baseline of your knowledge and you can you know, study efficiently using that data, but according to the research, it's going to help you retain the information and be more engaged and focused when you do learn it. The second big takeaway is that you can retain more information by doing more frequent assessments that are, quote, low stakes. What do they mean by low stakes? Well, they just encourage learners to try to remove the feeling of dread and anxiety around tests and quizzes. This, according to the research, dramatically improves, quote, the creation of more robust retrieval routes for future access, which is a very fancy way of saying that you remember the material better and can recall it faster. An example of lower stakes testing is group assessments. In the study, they asked students to work together in small groups and do quiz questions in a communal setting. They found that this modality helps students feel motivated and less anxious, which led to better learning outcomes. Now, here's the thing. One big caveat here. The study was about high school students. Our use case is slightly different. So we, as we prepare for a cybersecurity certification exam, actually want to feel that anxiety. We want to get to know that feeling. That's because at the end of all the studying that we're doing awaits a pass-fail exam, which is a very nerve-wracking experience for most people. We will be anxious on test day, and the best way to deal with test day anxiety is to feel it before test day. We want to get comfortable performing in those high-stakes situations. We want to experience it so we can know it and then overcome it. So basically, you want to use practice tests to simulate test day. Practice tests help you practice test anxiety mitigation strategies. So in sum, to help with long-term retention and learning, do a diagnostic before you start studying, and then try to lower the stakes on quizzes, but not all quizzes, not all practice tests, right? Because we want to raise those stakes because we want to experience anxiety before test day rolls around. Okay, there you go. You now have the latest in learning science research. Hopefully you got something out of this. Happy studying, and I'll see you next time on Learning Lab. All right, fine, I'll do it. Okay, I'll do it. Here's my Dave Bittner impersonation. The YouTuber Stack Smashing, we'd love to know what you think of this podcast. Write your comment on the box of an Apple Vision Pro and send it to me, Dave Bittner, care of the Cyberwire. That's N2K's Sam Meisenberg. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security 
by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And finally, a recent study conducted by academic researchers at the University of Florida and blockchain security firm Certic has identified a novel set of attacks, collectively termed Volt Schemer. The exploits target the electromagnetic fields generated by wireless chargers to carry out a range of malicious activities. These activities include injecting unauthorized voice commands into smartphones' voice assistants, causing physical damage to the devices, and excessively heating nearby objects to temperatures exceeding 536 degrees Fahrenheit, that's 280 degrees Celsius. This groundbreaking research highlights significant security vulnerabilities within the prevalent technology of wireless charging. Wireless charging systems typically function through electromagnetic induction, where an alternating current flowing through a transmitter coil in the charging station generates an oscillating magnetic field. The receiver coil in the smartphone captures this magnetic energy and converts it back into electrical energy to charge the device's battery. The researchers demonstrated that by introducing voltage manipulation through an interposing device, they could interfere with the data exchange between the charging station and the smartphone. This interference allows for the distortion of power signals and the corruption of transmitted data with high precision. In the lab, the researchers conducted experiments on nine of the top-selling wireless chargers worldwide. In one case, they managed to keep a smartphone charging beyond its capacity, leading to severe overheating. This was achieved by corrupting the communication signals between the phone and the charger, preventing the phone from signaling that it had reached full charge and needed to stop receiving power. The researchers' findings not only expose the vulnerabilities in current wireless charging technology, but also call for immediate action to enhance the security protocols governing these systems. The researchers have engaged with the vendors of the tested charging stations to discuss potential countermeasures that could mitigate the risks associated with Volt-Schemer attacks. I gotta say, I never imagined I'd have to worry about my phone charger being the entry point for destruction or cyber spies. You might even say the revelation is shocking. And that's the CyberWire. For links to all of today's stories, check out our daily briefing at thecyberwire.com. We'd love to know what you think of this podcast. You can email us at cyberwire at n2k.com. We're privileged that N2K and podcasts like The Cyberwire are part of the daily intelligence routine of many of the most influential leaders and operators in the public and private sector, as well as the critical security teams supporting the Fortune 500 and many of the world's preeminent intelligence and law enforcement agencies. N2K Strategic Workforce Intelligence optimizes the value of your biggest investment, your people make you smarter about your team while making your team smarter. Learn more at n2k.com. This episode was produced by Liz Stokes. Our mixer is Trey Hester with original music by Elliot Peltzman. 
Our executive producers are Jennifer Iben and Brandon Karp. Our executive editor is Peter Kilpie, and I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI.